0: Hi, and welcome to episode 293 of no crying in baseball the defense is sexy episode my name's patty i'm here with my friend potty mouth potty mouth i've missed you are you okay i've missed you too i am all sorts of a
1: mess um I, I the first thing is like when you said this is the defense is sexy episode i feel like we've had many defenses sexy episodes so i always enjoy that theme um, Yep. But as far as I have been like on a whirlwind. So last week, um, what, the West Coast correspondent, Deborah, did such a lovely job. It was really fun. listening. Thank you, to Deborah. You I, it's always great to have yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, so I was away in New York City, which was super fun. But the moment I got back or maybe on the way back, I started feeling like not my normal self. And I was thinking it could have been you know, keeping up with the youngins all weekend with the, with the college graduation partying situation. Um, but I don't know.
0: So you, you kept up with them shot for shot, what is it's what pretty
1: Pretty much, pretty much. And then there was, there was that last minute bad decision where uh, we were gonna go back and rest at the Airbnb and the kids were going out with friends. And then I got a text that one of the, the friends that they were going out with, um, her mom was going. And so did we wanna also join? And Mr. Potty Mouth was like, oh no, I'm just wiped out. And it was at the subway door, like as we were about to get on the subway and he got on and I stayed and waved goodbye and turned around and went back to the bar. So it was
0: like a whole sliding door thing. It's like, you know, <laughs> your future could change depending on whether you go through the store yes. or not.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's that's what right. happened. So I went back to... Uh, a bar, and there might have been tequila shots involved that were at my suggestion. But the kids had fun, and that's what's important. We did lots of cool things, except for what we did not do. What we were going to do was go to the Mets game. And you guys summed it up last week, because by then we all knew that it was called off. So I, I'm, I was definitely, like you, like you predicted, sad not to be getting the uh, Francisco Lindor chia grass growing, is what I'm assuming, bobblehead. Very sad about that and we didn't get to bring one back for you so what I did was I I looked at we we still have the tickets they gave us rain checks so we, we couldn't we couldn't use the actual rain date because it was during graduation and that was just not not going to happen so
0: okay so this this balances out the buying shots for the kids as a parenting decision (laughs) with choosing your choosing potty Mm. mount juniors commencement ceremony over a mets game is a good decision i appreciate that i I totally appreciate that so i
1: was looking for comparable options and seeing if there was some time where your kid can come back down i don't know if this is all going to work out because the other bobblehead days are not on very useful days for me. Monday and Tuesday, You know that's gonna be a little bit tough. Monday the 26th, I think that's right after I see the Grateful Dead two nights in a row at Fenway. Not likely that I'm <laughs> gonna make it to Met Stadium. But they're gonna have Starling Marte as Black Panther. And I did a little bit of reading up on Starling Marte, and if you haven't done that recently, folks, I don't wanna take the time now, but he's been through a lot these past couple years, and he deserves a lot of support. So um, I would love to support Starling Marte, but on Monday the 26th, I don't think it's going to happen. Even less likely would be that Tuesday the 27th, as enticing as a Mr. Met as Indiana Jones bobblehead might be to me, I'm not going to make it for that one.
0: There is nothing enticing about that (laughs) for me. You can
1: actually go to the website and see the picture of it if you want to.
0: It will give me nightmares. I know it will. It's pretty
1: bad. It's pretty bad. But maybe, well, I'll see what I'm doing in the middle of August. August 15th, which is also a Tuesday, but I do have the summer off, um, at least most of it. Edwin Diaz trumpet bobblehead. I thought that was pretty snazzy. Oh,
0: that's that's great. So that, cool. that might
1: be worth worth uh, planning toward. I don't know. I think more likely is maybe when the gnats are up at the end of July, that might be fun. There were a bunch of random hats and shit. Um, there was one item that I thought you and your kid actually might be might be intrigued by, maybe not interested in, which is the Buck Show Walter inspired Windbreaker, which is coming to you at the end of september and and you can do with that what what you want, but I'm so feeling welcome. it's not coming
0: to me directly <laughs> and, I, and somehow I am okay with that all right um i I actually well I, let's take one second to find out I see that you're drinking something oh. even though you're not feeling great yeah. so what what is that this is
1: a um a very light toddy, so it's my baby step i haven't I haven't had any alcohol since those tequila shots, so this is Uh, lemon ginger tea with some lemon and honey and a wee bit of whiskey to make it festive and appropriate for podcasting.
0: (laughs) I like it. I like it. That feels good. I am drinking um, a birthday beer that was a gift to me. It's salted lime sour from Black Flag Brewing, which is pretty local. It's Columbia, Maryland, and it tastes like a margarita only beer. That sounds nice. So that's actually a pretty good pretty good thing. Hey, um, I am gonna, this is where the defense is sexy comes in. All right. I am here to defend Baltimore City Connectors. You go. I'm gonna go. Uh, they're really high concept. Yeah. They're very high concept and, and I don't know, if I agree with them as a mass produced thing because we picked on other cities before saying that's ridiculous and that's like, but you know if you live there right. you know better and you get it this is the, this is the epitome of that it's so I want to use the phrase inside baseball because mm-hmm. it really is I mean one of their taglines is you can't see what you're not looking for and the whole point of the design which is honestly if you don't if you don't flip anything open it's all black and white black letter Baltimore which is actually um it's like a weathered lettering so you know it looks it looks industrial. It looks like people who drive through Baltimore. it's what you see. You see gray, you see you know, you see boring looking sort of you don't see any colors, you see industrial, and that's all you know about it. If you get inside, if you get into the neighborhoods, you get into community, that's where the color is. That's where the, the, um, the liveliness is, that's where the diversity is. So if you flip the sleeves up, or, as I like to say, roll up your sleeves and get to work. <laughs> yeah. You see bands of great color. If you are um, a Nick Castellanos type, which we really need to right. get, so they so they open the top button and they flip open the front, and you get the brightly colored stuff. It's got the "You can't clip these wings" motto on it, but it definitely is the whole. Uh, from the outside looking in, it, it's not as much as you. It's it's not what you think. Okay. You have to get you have to get below. You have to get below. So I get it because I'm here, and it's you know it's one of the towns that I really care about. One of the teams I really care about, so I pay attention to it. From the outside man, it's like, okay, what is the right. deal? It's, it's block letters on a black jersey.
1: And I, I think it's it's definitely not bad. I'm growing to like it, especially after seeing little clips of it on the field. I do like that flash of color. Where does it say you can't clip these wings, though?
0: It's on, the, um, it's on the bottom. Why not on it's, the it's sleeve? On,
1: that seems like a sleeve kind of well, thing I to don't do. know. Wings and all.
0: I don't know because we've got, like the, we've got the really cool script B uh, on the sleeve, okay. which is awesome. What, the thing that I like, one of the things I like about this, when I went to the game on Friday evening, when they introduced these on field and they made a big deal about it, I realized that every game we go to, the Orioles make a big deal about community organizations. Yeah. It's not just a throw out a first pitch but it's telling you in detail about an organization or more than one every single game and they highlighted a different organization um, called thread for um, for this particular game and I thought, you know what this is actually this really is what they do they try to bring out the hidden stuff that you wouldn't see ordinarily and bring it out so so more people can learn about it so I think I feel like it fits, but it probably makes no sense to anybody who has no feel for the actual city right
1: you know I don't so know so there I you go that's so cool though that you can own it you know I mean it's sort of like people outside of Boston hate the Boston ones and noxious colors and all but you know you can own it
0: but again yeah I thought those are ridiculous until you explained why yeah. it was what it was it's was like okay that makes sense yeah. for Boston yeah. and it looks very Doesn't make sense you, for me yeah. that's okay but now I get it and it looks very yeah. snazzy on you Mike. may I add thank, so, thank who, you thank you very much so did you um, get? I got I got Adley of course I got I yeah. got Richman. You know, I did. I, um, Mullins was going to be my second choice. Um, a junior Potty Mouth got, got right. Mullins. Thankfully, he was still in town when they went on sale. So he did the field trip to the team store for us to, um, yep. to collect the, um, the, the jerseys for the family.
1: Yep, accompanied by, by my kid right after they both got back from the city.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of driving that day, but, you know, it worked for us. Hey, should we get onto the business? Oh, yeah. We got a show. Yeah, we do. Well, on today's show, we've got boyfriends, including booing, raking, and goofing. We've got um, Kimbrel with a milestone. We've got a police blotter featuring take and a spit take. We've got more firsts and onlys by women and girls in baseball, so cheers.
1: Cheers, here we go. So the booing, I'm gonna highlight right now. And, and as a policy, no crying baseball does not endorse booing except for in very extreme circumstances. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the examples where we're booing. I think we we used to say excessive throws to first when that was a thing, but that's not a thing anymore. Um, very terrible calls by umpires, mm-hmm.
0: egregiously terrible calls by umpires. Um, appearances by uh, people who should never be a boyfriend because of things that they do that aren't their playing. They're just bad people. Yeah,
1: terrible people. In general, though, we do not endorse booing for bad play because the players are trying their best. So. Uh,
0: and they know they're not doing well they already know
1: and then there's the whole thing is if a player has done something wrong and gone through the procedure and the punishment and come back maybe it's time to stop booing so fernando testis jr was out in the outfield which is a lovely place to be hanging out in yankee stadium you know many many a player have um complained about the treatment that they get from the yankees fans out there in the outfield and i'm you know i'm not innocent here as a red sox fan but i'm just focusing on this incident right now on friday night which was the first game of the season it's not the season uh, series i'm on cold medicine by the way so this is gonna come out in just like weird bits and chunks the first game of the the padres i can't wait to series. see if you have to do math today yeah. oh shit um but but tatis bless his funky soul leaned into it And he was like directing the crowd like he was a conductor. He was doing his dance. He was just, you know, vibing with it. And and he seemed totally fine with it. Um, They kept it up through the sixth inning and then he got a home run and that quieted him down a little bit. And so when he was interviewed after that game on Friday, he said, you just got to learn how to embrace it and how to just give them some good feedback. And then the reporter asked him, well, what's the best feedback that you gave them? And he said the home run. And it was such sure. good feedback and, and that's, that's totally the way to do it. I just, I'm not too keen about the booing, but I think he took it absolutely the best way that you, that you could, you know, power to him for having that thick skin. He did it again on Saturday night today, Sunday, as we're recording, the, the game is over. The Yankees, unfortunately won the series, despite the Padres winning the first game. And I think the second way, game went to the 10th inning today, no hit or home run for Tatis, but he did get a walk. So he's on first base. He took a pretty mighty lead. Um, I think it was that Bogart struck out swinging and then they t- moved to pick him off, which they did. Uh, but in his haste to get back to first base, he had a little bit of a collision with Anthony Rizzo, in which okay. Rizzo had to go down to get the ball and Tatis's hip, sort of like hip checked his, his head. So it's a neck, a neck injury. He was taken off the game, out of the game. It doesn't seem like anything major, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Rizzo actually immediately pushed Tatis like as a, as a reaction. So there's all sorts of like inflammatory statements on both sides of the situation on Twitter now about, oh, he pushed Tatis. That's not cool. Or, oh, he, uh, Tatis shouldn't have been.
0: That doesn't seem in character for Rizzo for it to be like a real right. provoking. Yeah. Thing. And
1: it wasn't a big push. It was definitely, he was in pain. It was his in pain reaction. And I think he was just getting him out of the way. It didn't seem malicious. I, I wouldn't, make anything out of it either way. I think it's pretty apparent that nothing was intentional in the whole situation. Um, but unfortunately, Rizzo is is injured and unfortunately the Padres lost. But I, I like Tatis's spirit. So who is allowed sure. to boo? Is, are you allowed to boo if you're a mom, say? So, well, Trey Turner in an interview this week, and Trey has not been doing well, and he's been his own biggest critic. Um, and and not just saying I'm not doing well but I need to work to do better but it's not happening so on Thursday night yeah, Thursday night against the D-backs he was having just another shitty night and his mom booed him and she told him that she booed him now he did come back out later that game so that was a seventh-inning strikeout I guess that was he hadn't gotten a hit yet But he did come back out later and got a home run in the ninth that tied up the game and the Phillies won. He does not um, have any bad feelings, apparently, toward his mom about this. He said, my mom prepared me for anything in this game and in this world. She was tough on me from an early age and not much phases me. And, you know, like read Yankees fans booing above, really. Like, I guess you need to develop that thick skin. But
0: what, what you say, Patty, Okay for mom to boo? I say no. I mean no, I would never boo my own yeah. child. I won't I will never boo your child. Like I don't you think very I much, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah.
1: No. Yeah. No. I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I don't know <laughs> if it if it helped him get that home run later or what if he had known about the booing? I think there was like a text in between. I, you know what
0: if do you think it was like a reaction to his mom booing? I mean yeah. like I don't want my child to excel right. because you know, he wants to get back at me for booing. <laughs> There's a good point. I think we can we can, we can we can raise children better than that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh my God. And, and
1: also like this is this is a bad pattern. That Trey is in and he's got to do a little bit more I think to figure it out. His uh his last 7 games actually, let me check to see if this changed since yesterday because his average was pretty sad for 7 games. Let's see. Um Yep. Yeah, his last seven, oh, it's gone up. So, hey, he's improving. As Yesterday, it was like 116. His last seven games now is at 194. So, he's almost at the Mendoza line, almost at 200. So um, And he's had one home run during this past week. Um, as comparison, yeah. when he was in the World Baseball Classic, which was six games, uh, so around a week, he was batting 391 and he had five home runs which was the most for any player in the world baseball classic and he had the second most RBI which was 11 behind uh, Yoshida from the Red Sox who had had 13 so I think Trey and everybody around him is disappointed in his season so far but maybe he's on the, the upswing and I yeah I agree with you it's not related to booing there's something larger than booing
0: it's bigger than, bigger than yeah. hey did you did you guys get to, to the mlb store i know a subgroup of you <laughs> did when you were in new york city so, so
1: i did not so your kid went with my kid who is graduating right so there was time to kill so i heard the the little bit of the story with the kid with your kid on the train being like well where's a close-by cafe oh hey the mlb sp- store is directly across the street By the time your kid alerted us to that, I had no clue. I didn't even, like I had never been there. As many times as we've been to New York City to visit my kids. And there is Radio City Music Hall. And it's right across the fucking street. But when we got there, which I thought was gonna be early, 45 minutes before graduation was not early. So Radio City Music Hall was already a scene. There was a huge crowded line. I uh, texted to your kid saying, sorry, can't join you in MLB store. We'll save place in lines so that we can all get into graduation. (laughs) So I missed the fun, although your kid got a really nice jersey.
0: So next time, next time, we'll go back. So that was on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know who was at that flagship store on Monday, the very next day? (laughs) This is amazing. It would have been so amazing. (laughs) Adley (laughs) Rutschman! My, my 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 once and forever boyfriend adley rushman was there you know why he was there because the o's had just finished sweeping toronto and they it was their day off before they took the series from the yankees wow busy! and so he had a day off and so he did one of those undercover things where they had him miked up as a sales clerk in the mlb store trying to push the baltimore city connect jerseys on people and He's very engaging and very hilarious. And I am going to link to this clip of him actually doing his job as a salesperson. But one of the interactions that made me the happiest was a customer saying, do you have any Hendersons? I really wanted to get a Gunner (laughs) Henderson. And him saying, you know, Gunner's not a very nice guy. I mean, I probably shouldn't say that, but you really don't want that one which I just love because, you know, they're pals. They came up together, but, you know, he just like straight faced all of this stuff. Somebody else asked him, you know, they were pointing to that, that lower, the lower part of the front where that can't clip these mm-hmm. wings patches. And the customer was saying, I, I don't understand this. Do you understand this? And Ali said, I, I don't know, maybe it's a metaphor. So, so great. So I'm pretty happy about that whole situation. There's also um, a clip of an interview that was done with him uh, that, that day, a, a longer-form interview at um, a Dinosaur Barbecue in Harlem. So you get his views on mac and cheese. That's
1: amazing. Weird, weird things happen in New York City. Your kid, So I, it's amazing that your kid almost ran into him because he said that Richmond, I think, it was the only jersey that they had at the time.
0: Apparently at one point he was saying... Um, You you guys should, I don't know why they're pushing this Rutschman guy. You should really get a Mullins jersey. (laughs) Anyway, another boyfriend who had a little fun this past week is Luke Rayleigh, who is my Rays boyfriend. On Tuesday, the Blue Jays took down the Rays. It was ugly. So Luke Rayleigh was brought in as a position player to pitch in the eighth inning. He struck out Vladdy on a 50-mile-per-hour curveball. Beautiful. Vladdy then sent him a signed ball that said, you got me. <laughs> and if he could end the story there, it would be this beautiful, beautiful story. He went out and pitched into the ninth inning. There was a two-out rally in which Vladdy then hit a grand slam <laughs> off of him. <laughs> and then he got pulled and was replaced by, I think, your boyfriend, yes. yeah, Christian Ballancourt. The game ended 20-1 to in favor of Toronto. Holy shit. Yeah, so it's kind of you know at a certain point it's totally fine to bring in. Actually, we saw a, a position player. We saw Ryan McKenna come in in the ninth inning on Friday night's game at, at with the Orioles, and he, the the crowd was actually chanting Ryan That's Ryan. Awesome. He was throwing 35 mile an hour bloopers. He, got, he 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 got a he got a double play. But you know at a certain point when the game is that bad, you know what? Save your yep. bullpen. What the heck. Have a little Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. And I think the fans
1: appreciate it. Yeah. So one guy, a baseball boyfriend. I don't think we, we said this yet. We're talking about our baseball boyfriends, the guys that we picked in the off season. So if these guys are interested to you, go to our off season episodes. Um, the, the, my prior two guys that I talked about, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Trey Turner, are both former boyfriends because I picked them in prior seasons and we can't carry over. But Christopher Morrell is my current Cubs boyfriend, who I very, very patiently waited to actually be brought up, me and along with all the other Cubs fans, who are very happy to see him up there. He's done amazing things since, since he's come on. He's starting to cool off a little bit because that happens. But I have high hopes. So he hit nine home runs in his first 12 games. That's a lot of home runs Yikes. in a short period sure of time. Is. I mean, that's more than Trey Turner hit in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, that's a three-way tie for second place right now. For, for th- Three-way tie for the second person who's done that in MLB history. There's one person who's had more than nine home runs. I think it's 11 home runs, and I just didn't take good enough notes. But three other people, along with Christopher Morrell, have hit nine home runs in their first 12 games. Within those nine home runs, he had a five game streak where he had a home run every game. And he was the first Cub to have a five game streak of home runs since Sammy Sosa did it in 1998, which is one year before Christopher Morel was born. He's also the first player ever to have a hit and a run in every game of his first 12 games. So game 13, since then, it's been 16 games at the time of recording. He got another hit in games 13 and 15, but no runs, and then nothing at all in 14 and 16. And he does have a lot of strikeouts to match his home runs. So he is being reflective about this. And he, he was talking about a series with the Astros and said that in two days in Houston, I got seven strikeouts. What happens if I put the ball in play? So he's got an, a realization that he needs to do more than just hit homers, although he's doing that pretty well. Um, he also has had one strikeout every game. I'm happy because for Yahoo rules, he totally is awesome because I can put him in a second base, third base, shortstop, or outfield. So the chances of me fitting Christopher Morel into my daily lineup is very high. Uh, another past baseball boyfriend, so I don't have to – I'm not going to be putting him in my daily lineup, although I wish I could have been earlier this year. Willie is of the Brewers. Scary situation, and you recently were talking about uh, pitchers getting hit. In the head, um, he was sitting in the dugout, and this is—it's something that, like, y- you see a lot—a a foul ball being hit and bouncing into the dugout, and like everybody scrambling and you know feeling a little nervous. Oh my God, what? You know, what if? But I've never seen it actually hit a player. He was hit in the head while sitting on the bench in the dugout. It was a sharp foul off his teammate uh, Brian Anderson against uh, San Francisco on Friday night. And they they scurried him off to the hospital. Amazingly, it looks like there's no breaks or fractures. They kept him overnight for testing, let him out in the morning, and he's right now on the seven-day concussion IL. His teammates were absolutely freaked out, you know, after the event. And and how can you keep on playing? And they kind of couldn't. They ended up losing the game 15 to one. Uh, I think your current boyfriend, Brian, Brian Terang, right? Replaced him at shortstop, had two errors. Freddie Peralta, who I guess he's very close with, I think they have uh, lockers next to each other, gave up a career high of 10 runs. I don't know why they left him in for 10 runs, but that's what happened. And, um, you know, luckily he has clearly told his friends and his, his teammates that he feels okay, nothing to worry about. He's going to be coming back. But I don't know, is this going to lead to more security as far as foul balls flying into the dugout or?
0: Yikes. Yeah, because that one, no one ever talks about doing anything about that. Um, Bryce Turing is my boyfriend, so if you're talking Brewers, that's who it is. So um, that might be a little thing there, but yeah, But Bryce is the guy. All right. That's okay. That's okay. So my infield in my fantasy league has been messed up ever since poor O'Neill Cruz fractured his darn ankle and, you know, was out, is is still out and will be for a very long time. I've had some ups and downs. I thought I was going to get another kick in the infield pants this week when um, Hassan Kim of of the Padres, yeah. who's one of my favorite guys, fouled a ball off of his left Ooh. knee and it hurt him so badly that two trainers had to basically carry him off the field without putting any weight oh, on it at awful. all. And I was like, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no. X-rays turned out nothing serious. He was actually available to play the next day. They kept him Ooh. on the bench to rest up, but he played on Saturday. So two days later, not only had an RBI single, which was great, but he had, he played short. He was filling in for Xander at shortstop mm-hmm. because of course the Padres have 7,000 people yeah. who can play shortstop. He had this amazing like catch and like, stop and spin play mm-hmm. to get the out at first from shortstop, which, you know, it involves your knees. Yeah. I gotta say it involves your knees. He you did that just fine. So I am much relieved. Okay. I'm sure he is much relieved. Mm-hmm. And um, my infield was looking better, except for I had a, another up and down this week, Nicky Lopez, my, my guy from the Royals and for Team yeah, Italy. Yeah, superstar. Yeah, well, he went out at the end of April for an emergency appendectomy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they said 10-day IL, which is ridiculous because mm-hmm. you don't recover from abdominal surgery that quickly. So the 10-day IL was just staring me in the face for several weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to put... Nikki back Mm -hmm. in. I would like him to be okay. Let me put that out there. I want him to be healthy and whatever, but I also really need to fill that hole in my infield. Came back finally this past Monday, tripled. Awesome. Welcome back. But then they weren't playing him. He was a defensive replacement Tuesday in the ninth inning. He was a pinch runner only on Friday. And then Saturday, he had two walks and a single, so that's good. But here's what happens when you're out on on the injured list. Mm. You're giving somebody else a break, yeah. right? That's how you get your call up, right. right? So Michael Garcia came up when Nikki was sent down. He came up from A, and he's been on a tear in the same week where Nikki got almost no play. Garcia went eight for 16 with three triples. Wow. That's so lot. um So, yeah. So I'm not quite sure what's going to be happening with, with Nikki. I'm hoping maybe they're just resting him while he's you know, still trying to get back in the thing. Because he but was doing I, so well
1: beforehand, too. Is there more He did really well
0: field. in the World Baseball Classic, and he did well early, but then kind of slumped, oh. kind of slumped. And so I actually did see an article that was sort of mean. It was like, oh, no, you know, emergency appendectomy. But don't worry. The Royals will get better because of it. I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh. That hurts. Yeah. Ouch. That hurts. Yeah, which –
1: all right, I, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned uh, Kenley Jansen hitting his 400th save and making it to a very elite club. And since then, there's and this isn't going to be a regular thing. The two of them just happened to be in, in sync for this season. Ken, Craig Kimbrell got his 400th save. There is a coincidence about them. They were both in Atlanta. So both saves happened against the Atlanta team in Atlanta. Both of the pitchers had pitched for Atlanta previously. Kenley was there most recently, was he there just last year, just for one year. Whereas Craig Kimbrell was there at the beginning of his career and the beginning like formative uh, time of his career, 2010 to 2014, when he was raking. Both pitchers started their careers in 2010. So this kind of tracks that they're on a very similar pace, although they had very different careers if you look at them, Kenley was in LA the whole time, except for last year in Atlanta and yay this year with the Red Sox. Uh, Kimbrel was in Atlanta for a good amount of time, one year in San Diego, three very important years in Boston, including that World Series year. Thank you, Craig Kimbrell. I will always be grateful. Um, and then two and a half with the Cubs and then moved over to the White Sox for half of the season, went to the Dodgers, and he's now with the Phillies. Kimbrell's been an all-star five times, whereas Jansen's hit it three times. And Kimbrel's, they both have one World Series win. Kimbrel, as I said, 2018 with the Red Sox, and Jansen with the Dodgers in 2020, but his—and he had the two other appearances with the Dodgers that we know very well, didn't, didn't make it to the final end. But 2020 was actually one of his uh, worst years with the Dodgers, and he did not get the final save. When it came to that point where they had to put in you know, somebody to shut it down in game six, they put in Urias. And Kenley had bad feelings about it, but understood that he just wasn't, wasn't making the plays. He actually, in that World Series, set the record for blown World Series saves. That's not a great record to have. He's the only pitcher who's blown four saves in the World Series. But you know, to get that record, you have to be in the World Series a lot, so there is that with it, but
0: congratulations to Th- that's both. Like having your, mm-hmm. That's like having your team be really good at turning double plays. Right. It's like, wow, they're awesome, except they keep getting people on base to begin yeah. with. <laughs> that's a really good point. You just read
1: between the lines for some of the stats. Um, but yeah. Congrats to both Craig Kimbrell and Ken- Kenley Jensen. So, uh, the, the comparison was, I mean, I'm kind of thinking like at the end of this season or at the end of future seasons, like who's gonna finish first? Who's headed for the Hall of Fame? Are they both? I guess we will we will see. I think that Kenley currently is having a sharper year than Kimbrel and the Red Sox. Well, teams are comparable, I guess. Uh, a, a little bit of Boston love here, since I'm talking about Red Sox 2000, 2000- well, that was um, 2018 Red Sox. If you wanna go back in time to the amazing 2004 Red Sox that changed life in Boston, that they're the only team in, uh, except for in hockey, I believe, that's come back from 3-0 and in a championship series to go on and win the champion. So they were you know, famously down to the Yankees, uh, three games to nothing in the ACLS and came back and then swept the Cardinals and won the World Series. And we're all very happy about it, at least my family is. So the Celtics right now now you all know the fairy tale ending or not so much and I don't because the the final game 7 is happening Monday night this podcast drops on Tuesday so you could be either laughing at me or cheering for me we're recording on Sunday but at this point there's all sorts of comparisons flying around between the two thousand four Red Sox and what's happening with the Celtics right now. Because the Celtics really, I mean, the, the Red Sox very famously before they came back had a shitty, shitty, shitty game against the Yankees where they let up a bazillion runs and it looked like doomsday and all was over. Except for then Kevin Millar was just this this like spark in the in the clubhouse and he kind of made fun of it and he said said something like, um, well, we can't win this game, and kind of just like lightened the energy and everybody sort of tracks the, the change in feeling and the levity back to Kevin Millard joking around after game three. So he did a hype video for the Celtics where he had that, that same catchphrase that I totally can't remember, that sort of like this ironic, yeah, you gotta beat us tonight kind of thing. Not only that, but Johnny Damon from that team was at game six and tweeted all sorts of support for the Celtics, including, I guess I gotta make plane tickets now to get up to Boston for game seven. Uh, David Ortiz interviewed said, if you do it in basketball, it's gotta be the same city. So basically he's he's totally adopted Boston as his place. So I'm hoping that there's a good showing of Red Sox 2004 celebrities for Game 7. There's all sorts of people begging them to do so. Uh, a little bit of irony, Game 4 in Miami where things finally switched when the Celtics finally won the game, both Derek Jeter and A-Rod were in attendance, both who were very famously on that team that the Red Sox beat in in 2004. So. It's gonna be crazy in Boston. So whatever happened last night, folks, for you guys, I I hope some of you saw it. I hope it was enjoyable. I'm really, really hoping that things work out okay because my dad is so nervous and I really want my dad to be okay because after that- Do it for Bob. Yeah, after that Bruins loss. I mean, dad dad felt pretty, very, very nervous last night. He really feels positive about them going back to, to Boston and having a good chance there. So, whew. Take a deep breath, you. everybody, or you guys—you guys can all exhale, and uh, I don't know—raise raise a drink to me or drink to my sorrows at this point. <laughs>
0: But alcohol will be involved either way. Hey, in our police blotter, we're also going to talk about something that happened immediately after we recorded and we couldn't say anything about it because the show was already in the metaphorical can. Um, Last week, we talked about the Dodgers versus the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This was the Dodgers initially inviting the sisters to Pride Night in order to give them a community award, then disinviting them because of Marco Rubio and the... um, the the director of this giant catholic organization saying oh no no they're 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 they slander catholics what they said they were they they disparage the catholic faith all kinds of terrible things which are not at all Mm -hmm. true anyway so the dodgers said oops never mind which was a horrible thing to do a horrible thing to do to disinvite this community organization based on high profile people spreading lies about what that organization does so a bunch of the other local la organizations, the LGBTQ organizations in Los Angeles started backing out. We're not going to show up at your pride night because you're this terrible thing. Also, what happened, which we didn't know at the time, was the mayor of Anaheim invited the sisters to (laughs) Angel's Pride (laughs) night. That's great. So, I mean, like other cities cities were poaching this organization to come over and, you know, to show their support. Yeah, holy shit. If the sisters can go to Disneyland, they can go to LA. (laughs) I don't think you can say holy shit about this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well actually you can you can, yeah, that works. You can. Sure, um, they probably would do that too but you need to be wearing a multicolored <laughs> nuns habit and ideally have a lot of facial hair at the same time anyway the dodgers released a statement not long after deborah and i finished recording the last episode saying after much thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities honest conversations within the los angeles dodgers organization and generous discussions with the sisters of perpetual indulgence the Los Angeles Dodgers like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, members of the LGBTQ plus community, and their friends and families. Hallelujah. So they apologized. Thank you. Nicely done. See what you did there. And they brought them back. And the Sisters said, yes, we will, so we will be there. And we will graciously accept this award. So I think it ends up being a win, but it was so much more painful than it needed to be. Yeah. That's crazy we also mentioned a couple weeks ago uh glenn Kuyper, the 20-year play-by-play announcer for the a's mm-hmm. who had been suspended for uh, flubbing i believe the phrase was flubbing the word negro talking about the negro league's museum and he was suspended while there was going to be an internal investigation well the investigation turned up some things and he has now been fired he has been relieved of his play-by-play duty And one of the the articles I read about it said it was based on a variety of factors, including information uncovered in the internal review. We don't know what that means, but we did, it may or may not be related to the things that we were talking about was, boy, it sure was on the tip of his tongue. Even if he didn't mean to say it, it sure came out quickly. So who knows if that's what it means, but just to close the loop on that, he was indeed yeah. fired.
1: And that, and I think it's important to know that there were several reasons, you know, something beyond this, this was pretty shitty, but it was the tip of some iceberg.
0: Right, right. Um, also a tip of the tongue sort of thing, Aaron Boone was tossed on Thursday <laughs> for arguing the strike zone. And this is the manager of the Yankees. And then he was later suspended for one game. And I'm going to tell you why he was actually suspended and not just tossed. Well, I'm going to tell you what Jim Palmer, the broadcaster for the O's, said, because it was during an O's game. Palmer said he expectorated <laughs> on the umpire. Yeah. I don't think he meant to, but the umpires don't like it when you expectorate on them. I,
1: that's like what I see on the bottom of the on the box of the cold medicine
0: that I'm taking, right? It's an expectorant. Isn't that Yeah, great? so don't, um, don't take it and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then argue balls and strikes yeah. because you're you're out on your butt for more than a game or two oh, for sure no expectorating with that so boone has been tossed for his fourth time already the season three times in the last 10 games i mean there's lots of records we like seeing broken but i don't know if that's one to be proud of but there you go all right
1: mr boone i have i have no happy feelings for mr boone so i find that all incredibly amusing I do have happy feelings about women in baseball and the fact that we get to talk about it more and more. And we've talked about Marika Lischik so much that I can actually pronounce her name despite all the consonants. There was a little bit of tu- tutoring by you in previous episodes. We've talked about her on, on various achievements of hers, but the most recent one is that she debuted pitching with the Bo- Boston Rocks. On their home opener. and The, the Brockton Brock- Rocks. Thank you. I'm just yep. to Boston based. Yep. Brockton, which is very close to Boston. Thank you for
0: saying that because I feel bad if okay. I said that, but I feel that all the time. You are too Boston based. But go, go
1: ahead. But here I'm branching out, I'm going all the way to Brockton. Brockton Rocks uh, pitched a clean ninth inning with a strikeout in the home opener. The team lost six to four, but it was absolutely not her fault. So this makes her the first woman in the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, which is a summer baseball league for kids who play college baseball. She does play college baseball. She started um, at Riviera University in New, that says New York, but I really think it's New Hampshire. I I also did my notes on cold medicine, so I'm pretty sure it's in New Hampshire, where she became the first woman to play um, NCAA college baseball. And then she moved on to the Division II Sonoma Stompers. I was confused because I do remember that we talked about her being a catcher, which she was. And this is actually her first season where she's fully pitching. Last, mm, she, she, I think she came back at the end of last season after having rotator cuff surgery, which I would think would be worse for pitching. But apparently, at least according to the one article that I, that I read that alluded to this, said that um, she couldn't go back to catching because of it, but pitching was okay. She pitched only three innings for Sonoma this, this past season in, in 2023, um, which you know just, just ended for the college folks. So she's a pitcher now and apparently doing well. So I definitely would love to keep an eye on her in Brockton. Huh, I gotta make a little mental note of that for when I go to those Fenway dead shows. I wonder if the Brockton Rocks are playing as well that weekend that would be very cool
0: yeah i i kind of want to look this up a little bit i don't think they're a summer league because the summer leagues haven't started yet i think they're an indie league but we're gonna we're gonna look at that
1: they they, they just just started
0: like it is a collegiate summer league that's weird yeah that's weird. they started so soon okay but but just this past week
1: hence the 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 announcement about her debuting just now yep that's very cool my bad quite all right it's all good for her and, uh, and I don't know how long it goes, but I, oh, I, the one thing that I did want to mention about the Brockton Rocks was we talked about them last year because they had a whole flock of sons of players playing for them. So I was curious to see who is still right. there. Uh, Manny Ramirez Jr. is back. Uh, D'Angelo Ortiz David Ortiz's son is now in the Cape Cod League so I don't know if that I don't I thought that the two were comparable so I'm not sure if that's a move up or he just wanted to change
0: and Cape Cod is kind of the premier mm, East Coast summer league
1: that makes sense so Manny's yep. still around in Brockton Ortiz is in Cape Cod I am not sure on Sheffield's kid folks kid or uh, Pedro Martinez's kid to be continued on those guys um, but Think, th- thinking about people who play baseball who come from other countries the under 12 12 and under i said that right i always like get the, the U mixed you up. The, the under 12 baseball world cup is happening soon it's going to be happening at the end of july july 28th to august 6th in taiwan and the final qualifier just happened this past weekend in mexico so the final four teams got in So the teams that now got in joining, actually the initial teams who already had a place were Czech Republic and Germany, representing the the European part, um, South Korea and Japan, New Zealand from from the Asian playoffs. Uganda won the first ever African qualifier, which I think is absolutely fascinating. There were several other African teams playing. So power to Uganda and Taiwan, uh, also from the the Asian playoffs, but I think because they're hosting as well. But from Mexico now, we have the U.S., Mexico, Venezuela, and Panama. Something special about Venezuela. They have a pitcher. Her name is Frances Sandoval. No relation to Panda. Check that out. She is related yeah. to another Venezuelan pitcher whose name, i like first name, I should have written down, but didn't. But she's the only girl in the entire tournament. She is from Carabobo, which we, we lovingly call stupid face because that's the direct translation. That's what it means. <laughs> and she pitched in relief in this tournament. She pitched in relief against the Dominican Republic, a powerhouse. So, like, sort of mirroring what happened in the World Baseball Classic, actually, we see Venezuela surprisingly doing better than the Dominican Republic. Um, their opener, opening pitcher couldn't make it through the first inning. So the opening pitcher gave up five runs on two outs in the first. She was brought in and went 5.1 innings, giving up four runs and striking out six players. Venezuela went on to beat the DR 12 to 10. And wow. in an interview after, after the game, she said what, what you love to hear and, and sort of what you expect, but it's still beautiful. She said to, to all of the girls who wanna play baseball, I tell them, uh, take advantage of your opportunities. Vamos que si se puede. Let's go, yes, we can. You know, you hear the si se puede, yes, you can. So power to Francis and her teammates, and I would love to, you know, i will rep them with my Venezuela shirt. Love to see them do well.
0: That is fantastic. I am still stunned that there is a 12U Baseball World Cup. Yeah. Why? That 12-year-olds are qualifying for international play. Yeah, and that,
1: that, that like kids from all of these countries, I'm also, I was also wondering about the economics of this, like how they're flying kids from all these countries to Taiwan. You know, Indeed. like uh, Mexico and Venezuela and Panama. It's a, that's a long trip.
0: Well, we're going the game. Right. Growing the game. Yes. Hey, uh, we have a fantasy league. Yeah, we and do. And it's, yeah. The, the tops and the bottoms are kind of staying where they are. The middles, <laughs> I think, move around a little right. bit. <laughs> we're a little bit of shuffling. A <laughs> little juicy toeing in the middle. Guess who's on top? Bono's boyfriend's still a commanding lead. Oh, now. know Bono's boyfriend's. The, the number two team has changed their name to I'm Stuck Behind Bows. <laughs> a suck. Number three team with the ever-changing name Andres, Andres, and Adelise. Number four, and all that jazz. Number five, the set it and forget it, the kids. And then really everybody else. Potty Mouth's <laughs> a seven. I'm a ten, and I'm only in front of the people who joined late. <laughs> so
1: who've been putting that up is up my little story. Fight, but I think they're, they're both also set it and forget it because I think they only have, like, two more options to – to swap
0: guys out yeah yep yep oh my gosh so besides getting healthy what do you do in this coming week
1: Uh hopefully i'm gonna be taking all my vitamin c tonight so that we can go to baseball tomorrow so i was very sad that i missed out on the fun on friday night i am de- i gotta be healthy tomorrow i really want to see yeah, you the do O's game memorial day it's it's the chance of like maybe light rain but it looks better in baltimore than here so i'm hopeful that it could be a lovely day for baseball and i'm just gonna i don't know sleep in and figure out when we have to get in the car and get to the stadium I gotta go.
0: <laughs> between the two of us we'll, we'll stand on either side of you and make sure you get where you need to go the guardians are in town so cleveland girl here is excited yeah, to see you can't lose two teams she cares about a lot play each other so yay i'm gonna fess up that i might be dating another podcast this week Oh. I have a co worker who has a sports podcast who, for a long time, has been saying, I want you to come on the pod. Oh, that's awesome. And though. I keep saying, I keep saying, sure. And we, he keeps not doing anything about it. Well, he did something about it. And I believe this is actually happening on Tuesday. So if it really does happen, I will share the info. And thankfully, I asked him what he wants me to talk about because of some of those things I actually have to study up on. So, oh, wow. Um, In addition to going to the game tomorrow, I'm going to be doing some research on things that are tangential to the Orioles and the Nationals. But um, apparently, I'm going to be asked about as if I am an expert on them. So go me. This is like being a teacher, right, on an unfamiliar topic. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm one chapter ahead of the class, I'm okay. Right, right. Right, one lesson ahead. And and you just lie with exact figures, right? That's fine. Sure. Sure, hey, if you catch us lying with exact figures, you should probably <laughs> okay. call us on it. You should call oh. us on it. And the way you do that is the complaints department, which is anywhere you find us on social media. What are those places? Yeah,
1: you can reach us on Twitter at NCIB podcast. Facebook and Instagram are No Crying and Beeball. And if you wanna help support this podcast, keep it going. We're scraping by every month. Uh, but thank you very much to our friends at Patreon. So you too can join Patreon, dot com slash No Crying and B-Ball. Throw us a buck a month and keep us afloat, and we would be very, very grateful.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, Please, please get, well, potty mouth. If you have friends or family you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please feel free to share the podcast information with them, too. And, hey, fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. I don't know how, how science works. Right. I just believe that it right. does. I do. <laughs> so. I do too.